have a Discovery Plus subscription now. I put it on the TV downstairs, so there's lots of good stuff for you to go through on it. Can't it wait. looks great. And I think, did I already tell you that I've been watching The Real Housewives of Cheshire? You did. And, oh my god, you know how we were talking about, like, Skylar, why aren't you reading the Bible anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think my new spirituality is just reality television. That, that should be a thing. That should be a thing. Some, I, I love that. Whenever I watch really shiny, mm -hmm. like, fast-clipped mm -hmm. reality television, I am in a good place. Yeah, me too. Like, I'm Bad not... place, but a good place. Oh, place. a good place. I love this it when... This is the bad place. This is the bad place. I love when it's speaking so crisp. Speaking of which, I'm Skylar. I'm Sammy. And this is the bad place. This is the bad place. You know when reality television gets too much? Like yeah. there's a dinner party and yeah. they're fighting and it's falling yeah. apart and you have to pause it to take a breath? Yeah. Like I physically have and to... You, and it's edited so poorly that like you know that there's like a whole hour of conversation that, that you're escalated missing. into that. It's like, how do we get from like zero to like, that's my opinion! <laughs> you know what I mean? Literally. How do we get there and you know it's just the editing it's so good because i know that these women are fed lines and like they're acting yeah. and yeah. that like it's not real per se yeah but i'm sure that there are elements of it that are real and it's the not knowing yeah it's the not knowing that makes it such great entertainment what's so funny is i've stumbled recently on i don't even know what it's called and i didn't i haven't really actually watched it fully all the way through it like comes up on my facebook feed you know how facebook has started to like promote almost like reels or tiktoks like mm -hmm. there's little videos on facebook now i keep getting caught in them i keep getting caught in them once in a while too and it knows that i love a good kardashian little clip so i click on that and then i'm like what the fuck this sucks these what are these like yeah what are these videos i don't want to watch someone make like a toothpaste cake you know what i mean but anyways um there was one that came up where it was whitney from uh laguna beach mm -hmm. and what's her face I, it's his, I think it's her husband and he was on it too um oh my god i need to find it now but anyways they have this like i don't know if it's a podcast or a youtube series or something but they go back and they're watching the entire thing of laguna beach and commenting the entire way through of like what was real what was fake what storylines were they pushing you know like what were they told to say how were they told to act and like mm -hmm. you know it, so much of it is like all fake and then they're like see you can tell like that narrative was pushed by the you know producers or whatever it was it's really interesting so i'm literally watching real, reality you know? um, i feel like i'm watching like amateur reality tv reacting to old school yeah. reality tv and it's i'm loving it I love that kind of stuff, especially when they react years and years later. Mm -hmm. This is something that's always confused me about storylines in reality TV shows, is that some people get like the um, the villain edit, yep, but then they're disliked by the public. Mm -hmm. So it's not in their best interest to cooperate with those storylines. So right. I've always been confused about: do they get a better payout? Um, I wonder how that works. Why would you willingly? be on a reality tv show where the we're supposed to assume that it's real and then I you think, play the villain i think that they don't pick the villain right away i think that there might be very few people that are like i don't give a fuck how i'm perceived like i just want that paycheck and i want to mm -hmm. be able to settle in and do, do what i want would that be you yeah <laughs> i know i thought that was like unspoken <laughs> Working very hard to like be that person. Would I be day, Lauren like, Conrad? You no. You're Audrina, baby. You're Audrina. <laughs> Audrina. Thanks. She's a pretty one. Yeah. So dumb though. Not much happened to her. <laughs> um, I'm eating chocolate covered pretzels too, by the way. Okay. But I think that they cast everybody, and I think along the way when they realize the situations that are at hand. How can we play this up? They take something that has happened naturally, or that would be easily to portray happening naturally, and tell them what to do, and they have to react that way. Because that's what it seemed like as they were reacting, was like, they even made a comment the one time where it was like, what are you doing? You're already in the show. You either get cut out of the show, and you lose your opportunity to be in it, or you just go along with what they say. And you don't really realize the repercussions that it's gonna be when you 
are in that moment, when you're already signed in, when you're, the cameras are already there and the producers come to you and be like, hey, I, I saw that she got a phone call from another guy. Like, does that make you mad? Let's let's like tell that storyline and mm. maybe see how mad you can get. You know what I mean? And so then now all of a sudden they're like, that's great. Do it again. Like really get mad. And now all of a sudden throwing chairs or breaking glasses or something you know what I mean where it's like would he really have been that mad in real life or yeah. were they like making him that way like when they now burn they, their macaroni they, and right. they're throwing chairs right and now they're editing it to make him seem like a fucking hothead that has no right to be jealous but that like you know what I mean and yeah. really he's not but they're like be jealous be know? jealous yeah um, I don't think that you sign up and it's like casting call for the role of casting call for villain Ronnie you know what I mean yeah uh, were you in the hot tub with her you know what I mean I don't think that you sign up thinking you're gonna be yeah the villain unless you're me I just want to be the one that's always there and laughing and just kind of there and like people kind of go to me to like mm -hmm. tell me their story and I just sit there oh, oh that's tough that's tough yeah you're gonna be the boring just like one. the glue you know the glue yeah the glue i'm or like the, the boring one the boring one the okay. glue that lets the storylines keep going because there has to be a link like oh we have to both be at this party because this person is still friends with both of us mm. i'm the one that holds the fucking show together yeah the but glue. you're the one yeah but the glue is the one that's always like okay we get it they have to have this like side conversation with like you know like kelly <laughs> but like really when you know when is stephanie coming back because that bitch is crazy and i can't stop watching her yeah so you're very forgettable even though you're the glue you don't want to be forgettable i don't mind being the glue because while i'm watching i'm like actually that all happened because of me but no one will ever know that so oh okay we all have our role. no one really ever really knowing anything I wanted to talk a little story about ghosts today. Oh, uh, that's what's up. I know Let's you do like. That. I know you like a little ghost. I story. love a ghost moment. I know I shouldn't be eating during a podcast, but these chocolate covered pretzels are just. I found this Ugh, article so on Psychology good. Today, and it made me laugh out loud because this is us. Okay. It says, "Do paranormal beliefs indicate poor mental health?" <laughs> so, it says, new data support the normality and adapt adaptability of paranormal beliefs. And so I went to find maybe the article it was referencing, and I found it in a psychology database. And I love how they say, like, new data, when the article they were potentially referencing is from 2019. So okay. like, I wonder what they consider... New, new, era, new, new era in terms of, like, the Big Bang? Yeah, or... right? Like, I'm always... So, like, now listeners here's a tip from speaking of which whenever you see something that says new information this could it could potentially be years old yeah so it says people have a stereotype that people who believe in the paranormal are to some degree unstable <laughs> <laughs> which is us yeah <laughs> belief in paranormality may be adaptive and protective for some people so essentially the point is is that paranormal beliefs could actually be good for your mental health yeah. And new data suggests that believing in paranormal themes does not necessarily indicate psychopathology. Because the... This is a tricky conversation, actually. This is a tricky conversation for a million reasons. Yeah. But let's just talk like we Very always surface do. surface level. Surface level. Yeah. We're talking about neurotypical people that also happen to believe in ghosts. We recognize we're not the ones that need to dive deeper into this stuff. Yes. Because obviously some people can have... So, like phobias of ghosts yep. you know it, it could go a million different directions like actual hallucinations linked to things and we're talking it, about just your average joe who happens to believe in ghosts a mayor two have had like a little ghost encounter a ghost encounter and basically or like loved a little like do little evp readers or like just even loves like watching ghost hunters and because according to past research um especially in the uh, 70s and 80s when, which was, you know, a different era yeah. of, you know, belief in ghosts and access to information. People that had really out there paranormal beliefs did show different types of psychopathology, like actual mental instability yeah. and stuff. So, first of all, what changed? Um, the article does Media. not media change. The article I does not answer media. that because now we have ghost adventures, ghost hunters. Yeah. Um, a haunting, okay. all available on Discovery Plus, by the way. <laughs> I checked. It's got a whole paranormal section. 
And I, I've always loved the paranormal, and I've always loved ghosts Same. and aliens and Same. all sorts of stuff. I've always been watching Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. Yep. However, I am also <laughs> unstable. So, <laughs> so, like, I'm not the best uh, representative of it. It says, most of us have had the experience of talking to a family member about apparently strange beliefs that they hold. The existence of ghosts or the supernatural often feature among these beliefs. And a lot of people think that it's abnormal or naive to have beliefs about ghosts. And so if you don't believe in them, right. it does make sense that if you know someone that really believes in them, but you know that they're not real, quote unquote, mm -hmm. then you would think that that person is out there. And vice versa. And vice versa. If you, I think people who are so, so rigid, I'm like not being open at all to even like the slightest possibility of the existence yeah, of to other me, that's energies. Odd. Like to me that's odd. And to me that's like so we're you all, need help. Like we're all looking at each other thinking that the other is bizarre. Well maybe it's just our Virgo placements. We're just judging. <laughs> <laughs> so there is Dr. Neil Dagnall. Yeah. He's from the UK and he's been studying paranormal beliefs for a long time and how they work. And in his latest work, attention was paid to psychopathology and its association with beliefs in the paranormal. Dagnall and his colleagues were particularly interested in identifying whether such beliefs actually indicate maladaptive psychological profiles. So, basically, he says it's an incorrect assumption that belief in the paranormal is directly associated with poor psychology functioning. Historically, there was evidence to support this notion. Again, those um, studies from the 70s and 80s. Yeah. However, it was inconsistent and unconvincing. When you consider that a significant proportion of the general population believe in some aspect of their paranormal, this assumption is counterintuitive. Clearly, most believers possess no significant psychological issues. So, basically, it's just nice to know that in the psychological literature, it's not deemed a pathology anymore to believe in ghosts. Because if you go back through um, some of the early psychoanalytic works and some of the counseling that people go through, some literature still lists belief in the paranormal as something to be fixed, mm. like an abnormal belief. I'm sure that there's carryover as well from mm -hmm. even just the religious. Oh yeah, there's a million ways that this could go. I mean, and so that's I mean, why I thought it was so if he, interesting. Literally, like sneezed in the direction of lavender back in the day, he'd be burned at the stake for being <laughs> a witch. You know what I mean? So yes. I mean, I'm sure that there's still so many things that carry over. Where like any sort of belief in anything other than organized, strict religion that you know meets status quo uh, is rejected and seen as like, oh, she must be, she must be burned alive. So, but listen to this study, because this one made me laugh. Okay. So they studied, and this was in the UK, they took 4,500 British citizens that believed in the paranormal, and they all had some belief in the paranormal. Okay. Uh, let's see where they actually got them from. It says they're just a random survey. No controlled anything. No control for anything, just 4,500 random people that did have some level of degree, uh, degree of belief in ghosts. So, 16% of the people had a high belief of paranormal activity, and they also had high degrees of psychopathology. Mm. So, 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 the extreme believers also did have extreme psychopathology, 16%. Yeah. People that had high levels of paranormal belief and unusual experiences with psychopathology, so like very moderate issues with mental illness, made up 20% of the sample. Huh. Um, another 20% of the sample were people with moderate beliefs in the paranormal uh, and then also had moderate psychopathology. So okay. it was weird. Um, moderate and high belief didn't have a necessarily high correlate with right. mental health. And then low levels of paranormal beliefs also correlated with low levels of psychopathology, which was 46% of the people. Oh. So almost 50% of people reported low levels of belief, like yes, a belief, but it was low. Yeah. And they also did happen to have lower or less experiences needing mental health resources. Okay. So what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> because you and I both have had mental health resources. Yeah. I wonder if that is not because we believe in the paranormal, but maybe people that believe in the paranormal are more likely to 
see bigger pictures and get help and yeah. recognize things that are going on. Like there's Possibly. no there's no really way to know. That's interesting. I've never thought about it. But it's just weird. Like, In correlation. Like, I've thought about mm -hmm. those topics individually, but not together, ever. The data links are weak, like the doctor said. Right. And uh, it's kind of hard to pinpoint why these things are happening, but there is some clear statistical Correlation. correlations between yeah. high levels of belief in paranormal activities, specifically yeah. ghosts. Right. And high levels of um, illness. Yeah. Like, in, in our minds. And yeah. I just... I wonder why we'll never really know why i don't think yeah but i just thought that was so interesting so paranormality is a common feature of the human condition uh -huh. first of all okay and not something to be disregarded regardless of whether the paranormal exists or not beliefs and experiences are an important area to study because they have profound influences on individuals so <sighs> it's weird like when it comes to science yeah Science recognizes that regardless of whether or not ghosts are real, yeah. somehow ghosts are having a profound impact on the psyche yeah. of, of everybody. You know, it just How do you so think about the crossover of, like, instead of being, like, traditional, like, spooky boop ghosts, you think of it as, like, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yeah, like, you know, like Ghost. If you feel like, you know, is it the crossover, like, when they ask somebody on the street, like, do you believe in ghosts? Is it really only wrapped up within, like, the you believe that, like, you people know, haunt people places. haunt, basically. You know what I mean? Because it also could mean, like... Leftover spirit energy, or, mm, you know, it could be mean a million things. Right, but, like, I feel like the people who identify as maybe even just Christian or some sort of organized religion can kind of, lo like, wrap a little bit of, like, the belief that there is something else. Mm-hmm. Uh energetically that can I come like and that visit. Would, that you would, know what I mean? That like would, that kind of is To me it makes sense. Yeah. I, especially growing up, my yeah. family was like very Christian. Yeah. And um my family had an extreme belief in ghosts. Right. Right. My mom is like ten yards ahead of anybody when it comes to believing in ghosts. Right. She like knows they're around, right. is always seeing ghosts, uh -huh. stuff like that. And right. so like I grew up and that was just normal. Right. Like my assumption is that ghosts are real, not right. that they aren't. Right. And so, like, same thing, I don't know. Same thing with me. I mean, my one parent is very into the shows, very into it, very, um, never would really talk about, like, them seeing ghosts or, like, their experience with ghosts, but they know that they completely believe that they're real um, and that are very interested in that topic and that genre. It's just so fun. And the other parent is... Um, really afraid and avoidant of those sorts of things but is very very superstitious and very much like emotionally woo woo without like yeah spe like specifically linking to one like sort of thing i don't that's the best vague way i can be respectful of, of those people and explaining mm -hmm. how i was raised um and I've talked a little bit in the podcast before about some of the connections and stuff. And then obviously my grandma, who we lived very close to, like a five-minute car ride, and my grandfather, mostly my grandma, was, you know, obviously a tarot reader, astrologer, medium to some woo -woo. extent. Like, woo-woo. Like, you come over and there's the signs on the wall next to the dinner table. You know what I mean? So it's like, it was really just everywhere and so natural so normal and they still went to like they went my grandfather and my grandmother um were like huge people in uh the renaissance unity church in the metro detroit area uh where like i've talked before like marianne williamson was the one that was leading the service when i was younger and mm -hmm. then um you know that they were always going to things and it was like mantras and affirmations and Louise Hay this and Oprah that and Deepak Chopra this and Neil Donald Walsh that like these people are like the woo wooist of the woo you know what I mean and it was like that's what we talked about that's what we did and it didn't get very much like into like EVP and like you know ghost hunting going to like graves and stuff like that it was more so oh you know I smell cookies I wonder if you know 
Susan's baking cookies and she's gonna call me and then like the phone call rings and like she's like hey what are you doing I want to meet up I'm just making some cookies like that kind of shit I always wonder like how does science explain those things I mean maybe I'm I'm sure there's a million ways or whatever but I don't know so the profound influence of ghosts on our psyche can be protective against mental health illnesses or blah 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 Uh, as some of the other work suggests that is paranormal beliefs act as a lens through which people make sense of experiences and find comfort in those circumstances within which they find themselves the functional belief in paranormality is something that the research team is interested in exploring further so we're still there's still active research going on about what exactly that lens provides for people like looking at the world through the lens of ghosts are real yeah we don't understand necessarily what the impact of that is yet no which i hadn't really considered it it just makes sense if you think if the assumption is that ghosts are real that kind of comes with maybe a thousand other assumptions yeah so it kind of shapes your everyday experience even if you don't think about ghosts ever yeah. But you believe in them, but it kind of subconsciously shapes. Oh, it does. Because if I figure out, like, if I'm meeting someone or, like, if the, the topic... If I think about, like, let's say my, like, five random friends, right? And I go through and I try to ask them or, like, think about if I know if they believe in ghosts or not. Um, like, I have one in my mind right now where I'm like, yes, I know that they believe ghosts are real and they've had encounters or they're interested in it or whatever... That alone, if I didn't know anything else about them, gives me a general idea of a lot about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a lot of friends who, like, either have partners or another friend who it's like, they believe nothing. They don't want to think about it. It doesn't scare them. They just don't give a shit. They think it's all fake. It's like, we are just bodies that will rot. Nothing happens after and nothing comes back. And I don't believe in that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, and like with that, I comes a whole host of also assumptions. About uh, it's a whole lens to see person, the world. Yeah. Whether or not like those are valid assumptions to make, because you know what happens when you assume you make an ass out of you. That's and That's correct. But I agree with you. I think like just asking people, a few like that would be a really great first date question do you believe in ghosts yeah because i feel like that is a first date question that is for a me. really first that's a really good one because it's not like do you want to get married you know or like what's your favorite food mm-hmm. and it's not like what are your be- like it is what are your beliefs but it's not like do you have a religion yeah, it's like kind of a way do you believe like, in god it's yeah. like do you believe in ghosts like that's a little bit more fun it's the a best little bit yeah, and then also if they're like, oh, yeah, I believe in ghosts, you're like, okay, so you're open to some shit. If someone responded to me like that on a first date, I would yeah. instantly lean in closer and yeah. be like, let's talk about that. Yeah. Because I love ghosts. Yeah, for sure. I think that's cool. So if anyone's out there trying to find someone and you want a good opening line or you want to slide into the Tinder DMs. You want me to pull a Tinder gateway card still? for ghosts? <gasps> yeah, gateway DM gateway into someone's. Gateway Oracle card. Tinder. What's like? Yeah, I don't know. What's the thing what anymore? What gateway does believing in ghosts open? Like, what is the lens that psychology doesn't believing know about Believing in yet? ghosts is the gateway drug to what? Yeah. <laughs> like, what lens do you and I have for having a belief in ghosts? Oh. 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 Planting seed. <laughs> Slide into that Tinder DM, dude. What does the so guidebook say? Seeds of grace are being planted in the fertile soil of my soul. <laughs> Um, sorry, that was Yeah, that was really there. something. I, I mean, it's beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, seeds of grace so are So, what being, was the question that we asked before? Like, what, what lens does believing in ghosts give us? Hmm. Planting seeds. You know, that makes sense because, um... If you see it, you believe it. So, if you believe it, you can see it. So... Or I feel like everywhere you go, you kind of just recognize that... There are things that are... There are things beyond where you, what yeah. you can see... Or unexplainable things that happen that you're okay with, like not knowing everything. Yeah. And so, but then also having a belief in something that's not tangible and and. What does that have know, to do with trying. seeds? We're trying. I'm yeah, reaching. I'm reaching. The seeds of my. Soul. Why don't you read a little bit from the guidebook, and I'll give us a little like clarifying tarot card. Planting seeds. Yeah. What is this the gateway drug of? Mm, let's see. Believing in ghosts helps to 
It says, the fertile soil of your soul is ready to receive the seeds that will come to harvest in the years ahead. Get clear on what you desire for yourself and your future. Timing is vital, and now is your moment to plant spiritual seeds. So this is what the questions to ask yourself. Mm. What has blocked my seeds? (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking root in the past, and how can I overcome this? (laughs) (laughs) How can I best prepare for my desired future? What is being sown for my future that I may not be consciously aware of? I feel like we should name this podcast episode Overcoming Our Blocked Seeds. <laughs> but like spell it overcoming. I <laughs> Here's hate. our clarifying tarot card. Oh god. We got the Nine, the of, Nine swords. of Swords and um Um so we got planning for the You know future, what I think headache. ghosts do for people is they make it easier to uh, to access the concept of death in a way that is even if you're afraid of ghosts in some sense it kind of alleviates the fear of like mm-hmm. that a lot of people have of like we die and then it's so we're, funny then that nothing you say happens that. to so us so that study i was reading not the psychology today article but the one it was referencing yeah. it mentioned that the belief in ghosts for a lot of people arises primarily as a reaction against a fear of, of death. death. Yes. And like that the direct response to that fear is to the existence something. of ghosts. You have to place something in which they can see themselves continuing yeah. in some sense. Cuz it kind of it makes death less real somehow or, or less more accessible. Final. More here, more now, more like I don't know, just a response. It's kind of childish when you think about it that way. Yeah, but it's also so much more. It's so much fun. So much, so much fun. Funner. So much more. Okay, um, I have to pee, so we're going to take a little short break, but you won't know it because I'm just going to pause the audio. Okay. That was a whole process. That was only two seconds for you guys, but I'm wearing a jumpsuit, and then things like escalated, and I thought I was going to pee myself, so I was like panicking. <laughs> My arm got stuck, and then I couldn't get it back on. <laughs> She's a big tittied woman. You know when what I mean? When did you get that? Is that the one that came in the mail? It is. She's like Rosie the Riveter. It's from Duluth. I, I forgot was, you said you bought some stuff from was, Duluth. If it was orange, I would look like I was a convict. Like, <laughs> on the side of the road. Convict, meaning, convict. Like, yeah. Music. <laughs> but um, it's actually so comfy and it has nice pockets and it feels like I'm wearing pajamas, but it's like enough to pass as like a real people outfit mm-hmm. where like if I'm having one of those days, like we just drove back from vacation yesterday, like we were in the car almost all day, except for like the hour or two we were in Chicago getting drunk. Um, George was driving, so he was not, but like... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just, I was like, I have to get some work done. I have to do some things. But, like, I wish I could stay in my pajamas. Mm-hmm. Jumpsuit. This is that? This is that. So, um, I was telling you about Trixie Motel, which you yes. already know about. Yes. And for everyone listening, if you have Discovery Plus, Trixie Motel is definitely worth streaming. It's worth so funny. Watching, huh? She hires these people called the Gay Painters. Yeah. And it's just these this couple and they're professional house painters. Yeah. And they come in and do these amazing paint jobs. And they kind of wear these... These uh, jumpsuits. These jumpsuits. And overalls and, and stuff. Because, like, when some people wear stuff like that, they look yeah. so cute. Like, yeah. They look like painters. Yeah. If I wore that, yeah. I would look like I escaped. Yeah. That's not your I would vibe. look like I escaped from prison. Am I pulling it off enough? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank you. Like, mildly I escaped. feel like if I had a little, like, bandana, that would really do the trick. Make me look like oh I'm... Oh, my God, yeah. In, like, the... Um, mini me, you know what I'm talking about? The mm-hmm. Austin Powers, it's a hard knock life. <laughs> That's all I need is like a little bit of like a white bandana tied around my head. And I, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, you're, I totally feel okay. what you're throwing down and okay. picking it up. Great. All right, Ariana. So, 
Oh, speaking of Ariana Grande, <laughs> um, you know Jeanette McCurdy's memoir is out called my, I'm, glad I'm, glad my mom mother, yeah, I'm Glad My Mother Died. Glad My Mom Died. Yeah. I cannot wait to read it. I, I think it's going to be really good. I'm really, I'm assuming it's going to be on audiobooks, which is how I will prefer to be. She reads the audiobook. Yeah, that's. And, I was gonna um, say I'm pretty pretty Imogen sure. Imogen is listening to the audiobook. She really likes. Oh, it. it's already out. Okay, it's already out. Yeah. And uh, Alex has his copy, and as soon as he's done, he's gonna let me read it. Nice. And uh, he never reads books. Like, yeah. Pretty much ever. He's yeah. not a huge like, but like book in your hand reader uh-huh and he is like flying through it and nice. really likes it cool so i'm really excited to read it um that's awesome however she's gotten a lot of pushback from people on the internet saying she shouldn't have called it that that that's everyone should forgive a parent <laughs> and Excuse all this me. stuff that i in my opinion it's genius to name your book something like that because yeah. then everyone will be talking about yeah. it and then everyone will read it and then it's see the that equivalent it's good. of like a clickbait youtube video it's a clickbait like if book. you want someone to read your fucking mm-hmm. book and you don't you know what i mean i just forgot i forget sometimes you are familiar with this but people can really say whatever they want online uh-huh it's infuriating it's a, it's, it's wild it's wild it's wild People do not think beyond their own experience Mm -mm. sometimes. Mm -mm. I think one of my curses is I cannot think of my own experience, only the experiences of others. Oh, what a hard Libra Moon curse. I'm so empathetic. It hurts. Oh my god. But I just can't imagine being a troll on the internet because I just understand. Anything that happens to anyone, no matter what anyone has done, I, I understand. You know? Okay, that's a little toxic. It is toxic. That's it's a my it's also toxic. my worst trait. It's your best and worst trait. And so like I just you never know what someone's going through or like what is going on in their mind or what yeah. the heck what the hell got them to that point. Yeah. You just never know. And not that it excuses behavior, but at the same time yeah. you just never fucking know. So who am I? Yeah. I'm not a trained professional. Yeah. And I just can't imagine being so freaking mad on the internet about something that does not concern me. Yeah. Should we look up her natal chart? Yes. What is Jeanette? Uh, we Mc- know nothing about her. She's very private. I wonder if she ever even yeah. um, said. Also, can we talk about her... Um, can we talk about her PR team right now? Doing the most? Yeah. I am not spelling her name right. I can never remember Here how to spell it Jeanette. It's spelled a little different, too. So. Natal uh, chart. What are our guesses? I, I know very little of her personally. I only know, like, the roles that she's played. For some... Ooh, I already saw one. I don't guess that... I can't see from here, but my guess is that her sun sign is not a fire sign. Well, okay. Even right. though she's an actress. Okay. Actually, that doesn't mean anything. I actually wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I feel like usually when we see actors, they have at least one fire sign and sun, moon, or rising. That's not true, but that's okay. You don't think so? No. I feel like all the big ones we do always have at least like... No, baby. Or like the big ones. No sweetheart. No? No sugar tits. I've always felt like they did. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. I love that. No guesses. Um... She's not... She's super serious. Is she a Virgo? Um, I don't know, but I just saw. Oh, that's her Uranus placement. Okay, so I didn't see anything. Anyways, let's just let's just click, click on. It up. Now let's I have to know. I feel like that's one of the things that I see from her. She's super serious. She's a Cancer. <gasps> She's a Cancer. Okay, and Aquarius ascendant. And rising, a Taurus moon. And a Taurus moon. That's like ground. She's super grounded. You know, I, I just like. don't know her outside of like her acting roles. You know, I don't know her as a person. I just don't know. No, no. That's why I was like, we have nothing yeah. to go off of. Like, I know nothing of her personally, which is why I'm really excited to read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, Mars and Mars. That's well, kind of a far conjunction, but like Mars and the Moon are both in Taurus, in the third house. Interesting. Sun and Venus conjunct, only four degrees away in the sign of Cancer. So Venus in Cancer, Sun in Cancer. Mercury in, is that Leo? I can't see that. Hard to tell. It's hard to, it's like right on the edge. Anyways, when I was growing up. Oh shit, she's going through her Saturn return. Is she 28? Or she's 29. Mm, she was born in 92. So, so she's 29. June, June 26th. 
June 26, 1992. No way. This is all happening to her during her Saturn return. I mean, her Saturn is in the 12th house. So, like, this is... That's, like, a really fucking rad way to deal with... Your shit. A Saturn return. Is, like, fine. I'll fucking do it. But I'll make some money off it. Yeah. You want me to do it? I'll do it. That's great. Good for I her. I grew up with her on the I TV. can't imagine that, that that writing that book was easy. No. Um, like, as I probably... And having to, like... And then having to, like, market it and, like, talk about it and then knowing that everybody else is reading it. Like... Yeah. That's that's a lot. Uh, Did you watch iCarly? Or were you just a little, a little too old? It was a little too... I mean, I've seen a couple episodes, but I was too old for it, like, at that point. I so wasn't they were the same age in. as me, yes, basically. Exactly. So, like, while I was watching it, it was, like, watching, like, my peers. Yeah. Especially Miranda Cosgrove. Right. Who I've been watching since, you know, Drake and Josh. Yeah, that was a little a little outside of... Not too much, but just enough to where it would, I didn't have interest in it. Mm-hmm. And so it's so weird to have uh, the celebrities that you've kind of been watching since yeah. you were little. And just kind of when you learn these random things yeah. and you feel like you know them even though you never knew them at all. Right. It's just always such a weird I have those cultural. people too. It's just yeah. not, it's just not Jeanette. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not, not Jeanette. Jeanette. Um, let's see. Let me go down a little further. I'm very interested I mean, because, like, obviously, if I'm gonna... Like, that's what I've done. I really, really love listening to audiobooks, uh, like, biography style about celebrities. Mm -hmm. But specifically, I love comedians. Um, But it doesn't really matter. That's why you have to read Molly Shannon's memoir. I thought I had... I'm pretty sure... The one that just came out, like, two months ago? Oh, no, I've read Tina Fey's, I've read Amy Poehler's, Nick Anyways, for all of our right? listeners... No, I haven't read, I haven't Molly read... Molly Shannon's is so good, I cried I and I Molly cried. I love Molly Shannon so much, I love her It just made me so want to consume every piece of media much. she's ever made. Superstar is one of the best movies ever, best it's so movies. fucking awful, and I love <laughs> it. Um, Sorry, Father. <laughs> yeah. Um... All right. Well, I, I I was getting to this because I was like, if when I read those books, I always print out and try or like take a picture on my phone and like reference when something comes up to the natal chart. Like that's mm-hmm. one of the ways that I feel like you learn so much about if you're like, OK, how would this connect? Like or, you know, what would this mean? And then you look it up or you research it and you're like, oh, that's what they were talking about in chapter two about the, you know. About such and such. With such and such. Like, that's a really good way to, like, learn about someone is um, kind of comparing and contrasting and stuff like that. All right, well, that's about it. That's interesting. Who else should we... Should we look up Miranda Koskov? Yes. I want to know what her big three are. So, just to to recap, Jeanette McCurdy's big three is Sun and Cancer. Moon and Taurus. Moon and Taurus. Aquarius Rising. Interesting. I mean, we've got a little bit of everything in there. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay, so who are we looking up now? Let's see. I love the internet. I love <laughs> the internet. Oops. Ooh, this... Will this work? Oh, yes. I don't think they have a time for her. Let me go back. Let me go to Astro, please. We don't have I'm a, a We don't have a time. We just know she's a Taurus so, with a Pisces sun. No. A Taurus I'm sorry, a Taurus with, with a, a Pisces, Pisces moon. moon. But also, I'm not sure that that is good enough because it looks like Pisces is two degrees or is only eight degrees. And they normally, when they don't have a time, they normally just set it at noon, which means... Um, we also are which not Which means that sure. if it was earlier in the day, it could have pushed to the sign before. Um, so, what, right? I don't know. I don't think that guarantees her as a Pisces, depending on what time they set this as. Which normally, they'll, if they have it unknown, it's at noon. 
I don't know where they're, I don't know where they're going with this. I, I feel like I know a lot more about Miranda Cosgrove as a person than I do Jeanette. Yeah. Miranda Cosgrove does a lot more interviews, like, uh -huh. all this time. Yeah. And it's, like, much more present. Yeah. Like, I know, like, where she went to school and all of that. So, like... Okay. <laughs> where did she go I did, to school? I, oh, gosh, she went to Columbia, I think. Oh. She went And she went to school in New York. Oh. Wow. Right? Or did she go in California? I don't know. I think it was New York. I don't fucking know. Oh god, I don't know anymore. Anyways, followed her career my whole life. So she earned hundred and eighty thousand dollars per episode for iCarly. Yeah, one of the highest paid actresses. That's like on TV. Incredible. Oh, I love that for her. Where's her Saturn? Also in Aquarius. These bitches be having their Saturn returns. What's Miranda going through right now? Um, the iCarly reboot. While Jeanette is going through all of this, Miranda's working on iCarly, which was where a lot of that shit happened to Jeanette McCurdy. Oh! Wow. Okay. I live for the drama. Yeah, we know. What? Who else should we look up? <laughs> is this what the podcast <laughs> is now? <laughs> um... How about who else is like in that area? Actually, I want to look up Molly Shannon. I definitely have looked up her chart before, but it has been so long that I don't know. I feel like there's cancer energy in there, but I could be wrong. Virgo, Sun, Capricorn, Moon. She has a time unknown also. Ugh, that's so annoying. Why don't these people just tell us when they were born? Oh God, I feel like Molly would tell us if she knew, but she probably has no idea. Whoa, look at that Virgo fucking stellium, dude. She's got, oh. Is everything over there in Virgo? Sun, Pluto, Uranus, Mercury, and Virgo. You know, if you read her memoir, it makes sense. Okay. Um, the Virgo placements. And then she Moon and Capricorn? She, That's another Earth. I think I remember telling you that... Um, Jupiter I, and Taurus? Oh, I've never tried. read a book where someone worked harder yeah. than Molly Shannon did yeah. to, like, climb her way uh -huh. uh, into stardom. Yeah. Like, we're talking, like, someone that step by step, like, feet on the ground, passing out her own flyers, buying tickets to her own show. Yeah. Like, just worked for it. Wow. Wait, is her Saturn also in Aquarius? So is she going through her second Saturn return? Yeah, I can't, I'm pretty sure. Oh no, it might be in Pisces, zero degrees Pisces. Hold on. I can't, where is the chart? Where's the chart? I hate the way that this chart looks. I can't fucking read it. Um, oh, there is no chart. Um, also, uh, over... Sammy's ads over on the side of are her page That's are literally all, what I'm wearing. That's literally what I'm wearing. <laughs> right literally now. the exact jumpsuit That's she's already wearing. And I have those overalls. I bought them in the olive green. Can you let my fucking needy dog in? Yeah. Phoebe, by the way, she slept with me like right next to me all night. She was very happy that I was home. Your dog was a monster to me while while you were gone. Why? So what like, did she do? So basically, this is what okay, Phoebe... Okay, never mind. Her Saturn's in Pisces, but it's one degree in Pisces, so. Let me tell you what Phoebe did while you were gone. Oh, no. She did this at least once every night. Oh, no. She would... You know, I'd let her sleep in the room with me because I'm a kind so person. Nice she you. will wake me up in the middle of the night and just start barking uncontrollably. What? Just, like, barking. Maybe you have something in your room. She never does that, ever. I know she doesn't do that to you. I think she knew that she was punishing me. And she would just bark uncontrollably. Oh, baby. baby. And she would like run around the room. It was just insane, right? Yeah. So then I would take her downstairs and be like, you have to stay down here now because you pissed me off. Yeah. You know? And then she would just bark downstairs. And I was like, there are ghosts in this house yeah. only when you're not here. Yeah. What do you- Well, the ghosts don't know what to do with themselves. When, when you're here? <laughs> I keep them in check. <laughs> I was like- why were you barking? I was like, like never once has she barked in the middle of the night. Isn't not that once. so weird? Because when it was happening to me, I was so scared because yeah. I thought that there was someone in the house. Okay, can you, can she see out your window on your bed? No, my blinds are closed. Okay, but can she push her head through the window and see things? 
Was she, she barking like at the end of the bed? She or was like, like barking at the end of my bed, staring like around my room. Oh yeah, no, there's shit in your room. <sighs> that... She, Skylar, <laughs> when we used to live in the Heenan's house, yeah, both times, um, every, mm, I would say every like three to four months, she would stare up at the corner of the room and growl and her hair would stand on her heads and uh, like stand up stand up and for no fucking reason like that you can't i mean i'm sure maybe she could hear something we couldn't or you never know or what but it was always at the like the weirdest timing um and yeah i just feel like that she has she's never once done that in our room the only thing i can think of is is that the skunks go off Mm -hmm. in our areas in like the back of our backyard and I don't know if you can smell it in your room but it's so pungent because we have the balcony off of the back room that like it comes in through the cracks of the door and it fills the room mm -hmm. so in the middle of the night if a skunk goes off like our room gets basically like semi skunked oh, and yeah. she loses her fucking mind but she won't really like bark her head off she just will start to be like like she'll start roofing like mm. it's like not really a full bark and it's more so like let me at him let me at him <laughs> not like there's a fucking squirrel there's a fucking cat you know how she can get like it's only mm. like mom 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 what is that what is that mom what's it and know? because like when she was doing that i assumed that there was like maybe an intruder in the house oh guess what i grabbed a, ghost, but... a pen okay that's all i had sure a pen Sure. And so yeah. I had to do like a sweep of the house. Let's just ask in case. Phoebe what she thinks of her barking. Do you have anything to say for yourself? What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> She's not saying a damn word. Anyways, I thought it was very strange. I was like, is there a ghost in here or is she just pissing me off? I don't I literally don't know what reason she would be barking. Because she literally my, never barks my guess in is my that room at night. She knows that you are like the disciplinarian. Yeah. And she knows. She that, knows you can just walk. She knows what. What the hell am I gonna do? Yeah. You know. Yeah. You so like. <laughs> so she's so what just did a you piece do? of shit. I, yeah. I sat her down and she was begged rebelling. her. I begged her to stop. Really. Like with just human words, you know. I was like, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. Please stop. I'm so no. sorry. <laughs> it's fine. No. So. I'm, I'm so but the problem is if you don't let her sleep in your room then she'll, bark then she'll be downstairs and she will bark at something out like because the cats are all out at night like she'll just look at the cats and she'll bark at the cats mm. I would bark at the cats so, I do bark at the cats luckily we had I'm like look there's a cat over there we had a routine by like the fifth day I'd be like, okay, you know, time for bed. Yeah, and, and she so, normally is like, yeah, she will great. run up the stairs, yeah. and then I'd be like, okay, get under the bed. Yeah. And so she would go under the bed on one of my blankets that I keep down there uh -huh. for her. Yeah. <laughs> and so, nice. like, so, and she would snuggle up on it, and I'd, yeah. I'd lay down on the floor, spread eagle, and I'd be like, please, don't fucking please ruin don't this fucking for me. ruin this for yeah. me. Aww. I feel like she would nod, yeah. but then when I would look away, she would she have like, like her, her little, fingers yeah, twisted, her little, her little like, paw twisted crossed. behind her back. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm really sorry because I've never heard of her doing that for people. I know. It's she doesn't do that to you. And so. also, like, I don't think she's done that to you in the past either. She didn't do that last time. No. Because you guys were just gone for so a So what week. the fuck changed? I don't what know. What kind of demons have you attracted? I don't know. We should investigate. Ghost hunting adventure? In your room. Wait, we've talked about doing an episode where we go to a uh, a scary location and like yeah. try out like a uh, ghost equipment and yeah. see what we can do. I mean, I'm going to Salem in October with my. <gasps> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm def We're definitely doing some witchy shit. Oh, as ghost you should. Ghost hunting for sure. What, what's the point of going to Salem if yeah, you're not no, going to do some witchy shit? No, for shit. sure. I will be documenting every single inch of my experience there, whether oh, it's yeah. a reel, whether it's a video, whether it's. Part of the podcast clip I could like edit in here or something. I just want to like, see like the courthouse where the trials happen. Yeah, I want to see a whole bunch of stuff. I want to see. Uh oh, I'm getting a little notification. I think that's probably good for today. This is the most random like Episode whatever. Of all time. Again, it's basically like you just kind of hang out and listen, listen to our to regular us conversation. Talk. Yeah, it's fine. Some people love that. Some people definitely love that. And some people Speaking don't. Speaking of people who really love that. <laughs> These people are the ones These that really, really love, love that. It. Hey guys. 
These people give us money. Yeah, thank you so much to Julie C, Anna M, Heather A, Alyssa S, Rebecca PK, Teresa D, Dominic B, Melanie W, Catherine L, Jesse D, and David B. Y'all are our little spooky ghost friends. Mm -hmm. And Phoebe would definitely bark at you. Bark at you. I'll learn to love you. And love you. Unless you're a disciplinarian, then she won't bark at you. I cannot believe she did that. Right? Yeah. But, you know. What else did she do when you were gone that was shitty? Oh, God. This is just classic Phoebe stuff. Like, if you go outside to call her in, she'll look at you and then bolt. Yeah, no. And so then... That's one of my... That's probably my least favorite quality about her. Is you say, come, and she's like, bye. Bye. And then, like, runs away. And then you're just running around the yard like a crazy person. (laughs) You know what? I think that was my bad when I was training her. Because I used... Like, when she was in trouble, I would say, like, come. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, get over here. And so saying the command like come like come inside like let's go she's like i'm in trouble she's like i'm not going to them get my ass beat like (laughs) i don't know what i did but i'm not going over there so i feel like i needed to separate those commands commands of like you know i used to say and grit and her ears might go down i used to go what did you do and then she (laughs) she, her little tail would go right underneath her butt and she'd be like fuck I'm in trouble. Because um, if she started running away from me, like if she got out or she started running away or she's if she a, had she's something. She's a bolter. She's if, bolt. Yeah. If she had something that she wasn't supposed to have, that was my thing to get her to stop was I would say, what did you do? And then she would like freeze. And then I would be able to like. Go get her. Go get her. Or go get from her what she had. Um, and then along the way, I just got lazy and decided to just be like, come. You know what I mean? And then now she's like, she's like, I go wherever I want. I go wherever I want. I don't want to get in trouble. I'm just like making eye contact with her while we talk about her. Yeah, she's like, shh, don't tell her what I did. (laughs) (laughs) I've got her curled up on my titties and she's like got a little like boob shelf that she lays on as I'm sitting here. So she looks like she's having the best time. Yeah, I swear to God, she literally did not. Normally she'll cuddle me for maybe a minute. I'm not joking. Like it's gotten like. She cannot be bothered. And then she goes to the end of the bed. But last night, she was pressed up against me in some sort of part of my body crevice all night and would not leave. Like She even missed in, you so much. Yeah, I feel like she was like, I tried my best to torture this gay while you were away. <laughs> but it's just not the same as and like, he my lived. energy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did justice for like filling in for you while you were gone, but I'm, I can't hold down the floor anymore. <laughs> I wonder if she chased the ghosts away. I wonder if she did it. She, You know, what if ghosts do that? Yeah, she's done some weird shit, for sure. Some weird shit. So. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>